0: It's only a kick A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans.
1: After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas
2: The days' play podcast. You won't miss a moment if you drink wise.
0: You're listening to Wildcats Live. Every home game live on your home of sport. SEN.
2: Great to have you back with us, David. we go for Simon's with you. The players still out on the court. We've got one more day to wait. Tomorrow is the
3: tomorrow's the day that we find out that the, the rest of the make-up. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, double Well, it's a little bit of an unknown. Melbourne United... We don't know what they're going to come out and give. They, they lost last night, so I'd expect that they want to get back on the winner's list before yes. the finals. Um, so that could that could go any, any way, that first one. And once that first one's done, we'll know whether the second one's going to be important or not. So uh, Melbourne United and Lawara, if Lawarra win that, they sure up fourth spot and come down to Hobart for the first final. If they lose that then it's up to New Zealand heading over to, to Adelaide and playing and Adelaide nothing to play for other than a little bit of pride and you know, will it be Scott Nemesis' last game or will it not? So they might they might come out and play with a bit of intensity, but I think that New Zealand will win that, so it'll really be up to that first game and whether Illawarra can continue their fairy tale run or, or whether Melbourne can bounce back from their loss last night.
2: What do you think about that with just quickly on the 36s? is it Gorgian seems to be back in town at the recent
3: reports. It looks like a model trend in that way, do you think? Look, I thought so, but I'm hearing that the, the owner is really keen to give Scott Scott Ninnis another year. Um, I mean, the thing with Gorgian, he'll bring some profile, but off the court, the 36ers don't need it at the moment. No. They're selling out every game. They've got a yep. really strong position. Um They've got a lot of their players coming out of contract, so there's an opportunity for somebody to come in and build a, a list their own way. Um, so, I mean, you'd be crazy not to take Gorgian, I think, um, and especially by like someone like Humphreys. I could see him leaving Adelaide. Yes. But I think if Gorgian comes and there's a carrot there for some, some boonish representation, then maybe he stays. Um, yep. and, and he's critical. You know, they've signed DJ, and I think... If they could sign DJ and Humphreys, then you could build a team around those two. So um, yeah, I'm hearing I'm hearing mixed reports around around the Adelaide position, and then obviously the, New Z- uh, the Sydney ones popped up now. That Trevor Gleeson's a hot favourite to, to take that position. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so
2: well that's a, that's a, another another wrinkle in it all again, isn't it, with the Sydney Kings back to oh, back titles? They have scraped in, so uh, they're, they're still. Well, scraped in today with a 60-point win. So yeah, I, well,
3: the, you know that, the
2: Phoenix uh, business house is the sort of club sort of operation, yeah, unfortunately. Now, but, aren't they?
3: They've got some issues on the floor. That's and you know it's not the first time that they've had a terrible run with injuries. So you'd have to question some of their their high-performance stuff and what they're doing in terms of injury uh, management. Now, uh, so. yeah, Hamish is yeah. going to get. We're going to get. Jack McVay short.
2: So that will be good to hear about. Someone who's had a fabulous
3: year. We're going to Just keeps getting better. Keeps oh, getting better, Jack McVay. He's he gets
2: on both ends. It's a bit too, he's
3: improved, hasn't he? Yeah, he, he used to give up a few points defensively, but he's really tough matchup now, and he can guard anyone from the three to five spot. Uh, and offensively, he's just got so many weapons. You know, can shoot that three at a consistent clip, and he can play off the dribble. He can hit those step-back. Uh, short range shots, and tonight was super strong early, going uh, attacking the basketball with a little left hand jump hook. So he's having an amazing season, and, and will have to have to be in there and about And when it comes to awards time, he'll be his name will be mentioned in several categories. Well, this is how he's finished the year, right? So we're a stats driven
2: league. He's, he's finished with sixteen point seven points a game, five and a half rebounds. Just under two assists, steals and blocks—not that much to talk about. Field goal percentage: the 52 and a half. He's about 37% from downtown. He shoots the free throws at 38%. And he's got the best
3: plus-minus in the team. He's a plus eight. Yeah, can't can't do much more than that. Um, you know, and he's the energy guy. So he gets gets the team going, gets the crowd going. Um, yeah, I mean he. He's another one. When he was at Adelaide, he was the player that a lot of people liked to hate. Um, but he's just gone from strength to strength since joining the Jack Jumpers, and you know he's certainly a crowd favourite. Well, this here. is what I talked to you before. Man.
2: I said, right, here's a vacuum. We've got to pick either Goldie or we've got to pick McVay. Goldie, 16.8 points a game, so slightly up, but pretty much the same. 1.7 assists, which is the same. Just on two rebounds a game. Obviously, McVay's a rebounder. Field goal percentage of 43 overall. He shoots the three at 40%. A little bit better by three, but a huge difference overall in the overall percentage. But, plus Stats minus. Alone. Good question. Plus minus, plus five.
3: Not much in it. Well, I'd say it.
2: that maybe McVay, maybe slightly,
3: slightly with the edge perhaps. Yeah, I mean, the. The only thing in Golding's favour is that he's really influenced some of their wins. He's had a a number of really dominant games that have really got Melbourne over the line. So, yeah, look, it's tight. I mean, it, it's tight between... I think the only... I mean, Cotton's a lock, and I think uh, Jackson Cartwright's a lock. Agree. And then I think Lamb, Clark... Clark's, Clark's probably a lock now, though. I've the last like couple lock. of weeks. I've got him a lock. Yeah. And then you've got, you know, McVeigh. Lamb. Golding. Golding. Sobey, although he's dropped off a little bit. Um, who are they all there in the mix fighting for those last two spots? And I don't think you, you'd be wrong picking any of them.
2: No. no. No, I do tend to agree. It's a brilliant year. So even, you know, these, these major awards, etc. It's been no different, but certainly Jack has been the best consistent jack jumper by a considerable margin not to the extent of Bryce Cotton, who's been all-worldly, of course, missing tonight from a Wildcats
3: perspective. Um, what, John, really, he just puts a line through the night, really, doesn't he? Doesn't wake up in of the morning day and don't worry about it? No, I don't think so. I mean, they, they know that they hold the record 2-1 against the Jack Jumpers. Um, no Cotton, just a massive hole. They rely so heavily on him. That's the one concern for them going into finals. If he is down or quiet or unable to play, they're in all sorts of trouble. So, uh, look, they've had a great season Perth, but I could see them going out in straight sets. Oh, in that in that final, semi-final series? I don't think you know. Uh, there are teams that if they play, if they play New Zealand, they play Illawarra, they play the Jack They're all capable of beating them. Um, and if they haven't got their side at full fitness, they do drop off a little bit on that bench, that bench unit. Look. You know, they've, they've got smacked by Warren,
2: and smacked here. I, I, I'm i not taking a lot out of it at all. I think the fact that the Wildcats are going to have two home games will obviously help them in terms of who their opponent is in the first round. It's favoured to Tasmania, but Tasmania's still got a, a win-A game here at home inside the either Lerwarra or New Zealand to confirm that. Um...
3: You know, there's a school of thought for some people that Tasmania would rather play Melbourne United in the series. Yeah, look, they, they match up well against Melbourne United. Melbourne United don't really have the quick guards that penetrate and hurt the Jack Jumpers. So, oh, look, I think the Jack Jumpers and the way they're playing, they'd be confident going into a series against anyone. And, they, and yes. we know that they, they haven't been blown out by anyone, so they'll be in every game uh, and a chance to win every game that they play. So,. Yeah, I, th- I think they're in a healthier spot than what they've been the last two final series.
2: 86-72. Tasmania Jack Chambers getting the result that they needed this evening. All thanks to Pavilion Sports Bar, Salaman Grim Choices. Flooring Hobart. Comprehensive victory. But again... now I reckon if you're seeing the home of the Wildcat sport, I wouldn't be too concerned about anything you've seen tonight. But from a jack jumpers perspective, they've after such a rocky middle part of the year, so many close losses. They finished the season sixteen and twelve and twelve losses by a combined forty five points or forty six points I think it is actually. I mean that's that in itself is just quite remarkable,
3: isn't it? Yeah it is and you know, they've got better as the season's gone on. Like the last you know Include today or take today out, whatever you like. The three yeah. games before today, they've been really impressive. They've yes. done some stuff differently in the back half of the season, differently from an offensive perspective. The first half of the season was very much focused on the screen and roll and the perimeter stuff. They're running, they're running different sets now. They're getting different looks inside, which they weren't getting. They were taking, I mean, they still take a lot of three-point shots, but they're they're trying to get the ball inside to Magni and McVeigh and Lee, um, which is opening up some more of that perimeter, perimeter stuff. So. I think they're a very different te- team with Magni fit and firing, uh, with Steindl getting back to some of his shooting best, um, getting some contributions off the bench from, from McDonald. And then Crawford's up and down, but you know that he can give you some points when he needs to. All right, we're going to go to a break. We're going to have
2: Jack McFay being interviewed by Owen Hamey. He's straight after the break. Stay with us. Jack Jumper's too good tonight, but the Wildcats, they're just sitting on... Well, seeing the corner, I think just it was a bit of an all-star game feel. Don't take nothing out of a year in Perth. But Tasmania, finishing the year well. We'll come back shortly with Hamish and Jack McVeigh.
0: You're listening to Wildcats Live. Every home game live on your home of sport, SEM.
2: Just winding down now. And Chris, that's us for the regular season. Good news is it's at least a couple more games for us to step in and watch the finals. Brilliant. Another year from Tasmania, all with its frustrations in the middle of the year, but three years, three top four finishes.
3: Perhaps this feels like their best opportunity, I reckon. I think so. I think they're they're healthy this year. Um, you have yep. got Will Magny up and, and firing, which is a, a huge positive. Um, and I think... He could be the difference come finals time. You know, the the big three tonight are are crucial. McVeigh had 20 points, 10 rebounds, 1 assist, plus 29. Yes. Milton Doyle, 24 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, plus 28. Huge. Will Magny, 13 points, 8 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, 5 blocks, plus 24. On the negative side, Fab Krzysovich in such a big win, minus 15. Okay that there was a bit sort of towards the end there too. A little Two bit, bit there at the out end, yeah. It from 25 to,
2: to 15 quite quickly. But,
3: but, yeah, those big three, I mean, obviously Crawford was quiet tonight, but he's capable of having 20-25 a game. Um, so if those three can get support from McDonald, um, Crawford, Steindl, then they're in really, really strong position. All right, well, let's get
2: down to have a quick chat here with Jack McVay. Is with high Spence
4: now. Nah, no, definitely. I mean, for the She Foundation and what this game represented, uh, awesome. The turnout from the crowd was amazing. And then to finish the regular season on a high note, another, you know, successful regular season, put ourselves in a position for playoff basketball. And overall, we're feeling good.
0: I guess talking about the play-
4: Yeah, definitely. I mean, at this point in the season, we're just focusing on us coming into these games. What do we need to improve on? What do we need to work on as a team? And I think we executed on that. I mean, keeping them to 72 points, uh, I know that should keep Coach happy, hopefully, for a couple days. And then, you know, with this fever break, a little time to prep. uh, for, for who knows. I
0: was going to ask you about that fever break. Is Scott got the kind of goal that you had some time off or will be straight back into the drawing room and see you can going it?
4: I think we'll be straight back into it. There won't be much time off at all. Uh, a day or two, I think we'll fly, a couple of us fly to Melbourne for the NBL award, Awards night and then we'll be back to business. I
0: guess talking about
4: I mean, you never know. I mean, I'm happy either way, but the way I look at it is two years ago, who remembers who the first team was or the second team? Three year, four, five years ago? I know I don't, so, uh, you know, playoff basketball is coming and I want a championship and that's what I work towards every day. And it uh, was fulfilled a couple of days ago that you offered a I got a couple injuries and just been struggling with some sickness the last two weeks. Tooth infection into the flu this week. So I just want to get on top of all my stuff. I need a couple days to reset, recoup, and now ready to attack playoffs. Yeah, 100%. I mean, on-court and off-court's fun. Both of it. We're enjoying each other's company and then we're moving the ball, playing basketball the right way uh, and, it, and it's good fun to be a part of. I'm very grateful that i got some great teammates. Hey, no he problem. Time. Thanks for having me.
2: Always upbeat, Jack McVeigh as always. with there with Hamish Spence. We're just about done. Chris, thank you for your regular season. We'll see you in the finals
3: coming up here in a couple of weeks' time. Enjoy the week off, and the exciting bit is there's two home finals at least here in Hobart. To all the people in Perth, it's
2: okay. I wouldn't worry about tonight. The finals is going to be fair to it's going to be terrific. We know Melbourne at top, we know Perth second, we know Tasmania third. The rest will take care of itself. We'll catch you again soon.
0: Welcome back to The Run Home. Plenty of discussion about our Perth Wildcats. You can join the Red Army this NBL season get your Wildcats tickets from Ticketek and one of their best players last night. In fact, I thought it was one of his best games that he's played for the Perth Wildcats, but unfortunately early. He gave away a couple of cheeseburgers, but he came (laughs) good. His name is Hiram Harris. Hiram, welcome to The Run Home. Thanks for having me.
5: Thanks for having me.
0: Talk us through that early, mate. A couple of early shots, but uh, just couldn't get it through. I
5: mean, as soon as they come off my hand, it looked good and it, it hit back room and um, I mean it is what it is. I miss them. I was actually just impressed that I didn't miss any more the rest of the night to be honest. Normally that would uh, mentally frustrate a lot of people but I kind of just stuck through with it.
1: Mate, I I think you played really well and you got to eat some cheeseburgers for free. Now please tell me after the game, after John Riley's address you actually snuck out and claimed a couple of burgers.
5: No, I actually didn't. I uh, I don't, we didn't have a team car, so I couldn't actually get out to Hungry Jack and get my free breakfast, but <laughs> next time I'll do it. But next time I do it, I'll for sure uh, try and get some breakfast from Hungry uh, Jack.
0: You touched on a very important sporting thing there, that with athletes staying in the moment so important, and some when they start poorly, they lose it. It goes pear-shaped from there. But it sounds like you spent a bit of time on this part of your game to be able to turn it around, and you certainly did so.
5: Yeah, I mean, um, the Wildcats do a good job of bringing in a psychologist, and you know, I've had a couple of meetings with her about things, and she's helped me a lot. And that's one thing I've learned this this season is like you can work out as much times as you want on the court, but if your mental's not right, then you're know, it's it's pointless all that all that work you put on the court. so, um, yeah, I've took I've taken advantage of it and um, had a few meetings with her, and and she's really helped me this year.
0: Hey, points in paint last night. I don't know. It just seems like every both teams were trying to go on the inside. Is there any reason for that with the makeup of both sides?
5: Um, I think. Well, you look at Ellora; they have got Sam Folling who's having a, a stellar season so far this year. And I mean, why wouldn't you? You know, would you, why wouldn't you look inside to feed him? And obviously, we've got a lot of inside talent as well. So I think it's just a combination of talent and um, just trying to get one over the other, I guess.
1: You have landed in Tassie. How have all the bodies pulled up, in particular Bryce Cottons and Christian Doolittles?
5: Um, I think the boys are all right. I think uh, Christian got some scans last night and it wasn't anything too serious. I'm, uh, I actually haven't heard much about BC. I think um, he slept a lot on the plane, so that's pretty good for us. Um, and I, I'm not too sure what their injury is or how they're coming along. But I, I, I haven't heard. They're not playing tomorrow, but, you know... I'm the last to know, so I'm the (laughs) wrong person to ask.
1: You'll literally be running out to the starting five, look to your right, and there's no do, little, or Bryce, but you'll be totally fine. And don't be fooled. I yeah. went on some long road trips with Bryce, and I assumed he was asleep. Turns out he was faking it because he wanted to talk to me, so don't be put off if he's got his <laughs> eyes closed. Uh, let's touch on last night. You know, I, I thought you were great in the post-game press conference. You stood up for your coach when JR wanted to take all of the accountability for his body language and his emotions, and maybe that carried yeah. over to the court. But did you did you feel it in the moment that it did seem like it? An emotional game, or it wasn't until Jr started saying what he did that made you reflect and think. Oh, okay, maybe we did give too much attention to the refereeing.
5: Um, I think yeah, like it was a very emotional game, and like um, I didn't notice it at the time. But you know, after after the game, you kind of reflect on it straight away. And, yeah, you think like it is what is, it, but it, sports always going to be an emotional thing. But um, yeah, there was things we could have done better emotionally, and like. Um, I guess that's why you go through it now and rather than you know game five of the playoffs or game three of the semis, whatever the case may be, I think the biggest thing we can take from it is we it it was it wasn't good for us to go through it, but we went through it at the right time if that makes sense.
1: It's a tough weekend because you're a competitor. You want to win every time you step out there on the basketball court, but you've also got the end The end is near. Finals basketball is about to start. and It doesn't matter whether you were to drop both games this round or win both, you're still finishing in second spot. How hard is it to play as hard as you can, but also not risk? want to risk injury because you just want to get out there and vie for a championship?
5: Yeah, for sure. I think it's, I mean... For me personally, I've never been in this situation. Every, every game twenty-eight of every season before being here in Perth has been my last game of the season, so um, it's just a new experience for me. Um, I, I guess we'll, you know, we'll go over it like a normal game, and uh, I'm not sure what the coaches have in mind, but you know, we obviously we're, we're trying to win it, win every game, um, regardless of what it's going to help us do. So. Regardless, if we win or lose tomorrow, I still think there'll be a lot of lessons we can uh, take from tomorrow's game, and potentially match up with them or Illawarra. So, um, we'll see how it goes.
0: Can't hide from the fact that Illawarra does have your measure this season. Have you spoken about that? And what do you think it is that they have over you right now? Um, I think they
5: just they just play. They just wanted it more than us every game, and I mean that's something that you know not really coached. It's just about effort and. How bad do you want to win a game? And um, I think they've had us on those on that the three times we've played them. But I mean, those are three brutal lessons we've had to learn. And so, you know, hopefully, if we do end up matching up with them, you know, we've learnt our lesson already, and um, we we can do a better job against them if we end up playing them in the semis.
1: You mentioned lessons learned. I wanted you to tell me some of the lessons you've learned from moving across from Adelaide because you said this is it. This is the first taste of finals basketball in the NBL you're about to embark on. But what has been the difference yeah. between the two clubs? And in particular, I think you're a legitimate candidate for most improved player Monday night at the NBL Awards night. But your performances, what can you put it down to as well?
5: Um, I, I, I wouldn't put it down to necessarily one thing. I think... Um, uh, a thing that I've really enjoyed here at Perth Wildcats is the coach has always been available for me. Um, you know, sometimes a couple of times I'll get home from a flight on, on an away game and um, I'll ask one of the coaches, Hey, can you get some shots up? And they're like, yeah, sweet, let's do it. Or like on a day off every morning, they'll be like, okay, um, it's a day off. Who wants to come in? And if you want to go in, they, they're there w- waiting for you pretty much just to help you out. So that's, that's, that's something I've really appreciated in Perth and, um, it's something like I've never really had much of. And then having it in Perth has just been a huge difference for me personally.
1: Now we do have the awards in a Monday night, but before you get over to Melbourne for that big game in Tassie tomorrow, what are going to be the keys to getting the win?
5: I mean, look, it's, I think playing over here is is always going to be a tough game. I I think Jacksonville have a really good uh, fan base, Um, but I think like, they're fighting for their they're fighting to get their home court advantage um playing game. So I mean, I think that's something we can use is like we can upset their chances of having a home uh playing game and, you know, why wouldn't we be up for something like that? Um and, and they're they're also a really coach, really talented team, a really well coached team, sorry, and really talented. So um I think it's just gonna be a good game all around and, and it's something we're all looking forward to.
1: Mate, speaking of talented, I want to go through your predictions for some of the potential award winners on Monday night. I'm going to go through three right. of them. Let's start with the biggest gong of all, the Andrew Gaze Award for MVP.
5: Oh, I think it's pretty obvious, isn't
1: it? Yeah, Jay, it no, I'm me. not, I'm nah, not um... eligible. I'm not eligible. Oh, we both went with ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Good. I knew I liked you, Oram. Yeah. No, I
5: mean, obviously, Bryce has had a heck of a season. Um, and, you know, be, it'd be pretty wrong for him not to get it. So I think, uh, yeah, that one should be Bryce Collins.
1: I'm not going to put you under the pump and uh, potentially be forced to say someone other than John it would be JR, no, I am. Scott Robb, Tatum. Oh, you're going to put it out there, okay. Coach of the Year, in all honesty, who do you think deserves
5: it? Who do I think deserves Coach of the Year? Yes. I mean, I think, uh, why wouldn't it be JR? I mean, like, to go from, I think, for a really successful organization to having you know a couple of down years and then getting us to finish second in the regular season I mean I think there's a lot of coaches that have done really well this year but to go from just making the plan to finishing to almost finishing first but just finishing second is isn't that something pretty impressive. That's my opinion, anyway. There
1: might be a little... Hiram, fight, you're but already in the starting five, mate. You're already in the starting oh, five. Hang on. Because <laughs> the Wildcats, if I'm correct, did lose five in a row. Hiram, can you remember the slight tweak he made? Did he bring someone oh, into the yeah. starting five? Who was that player? <laughs> uh, look... He was just a really important role player. I'll just <laughs> that was the the They bring Horem in. That was the, the decision. That was absolutely massive, which leads me to the next one. I know you're too modest to potentially say yourself, but when it comes to most improved player, I've got your name penciled in there. But who are some of the other standouts from last season to the end of this regular season that have stood up and gotten better?
5: Um, look, I'm not going to lie. I don't know. I don't even know who's in the category. Um... I didn't even know I was going uh, being up for the award until I was told I had to go to Melbourne. I, I knew there were talks of it, but um, you know, getting invited to Melbourne obviously that means your your name's in the in the pool for it. I, I I don't know. I I honestly couldn't tell you who else I think is up for most improved.
0: Mate,
1: I feel bad now because you're not going for the award. I just had to ask who I wanted to have as a drinking buddy on the night, and I said <laughs> yeah, I want. To well, hire you, him. Look, I'll tell you.
5: I'll tell you something. You might have chose the MVP of the drinking buddies.
1: <laughs> I'll take it. I will take it. And my final prediction I want from you because there's a couple of candidates you've played alongside. Doolittle, I believe, is one of the nominations. Shay Illy, I think, will be one of the favourites who you would have played yeah. alongside. But who do you think is the best defender in the league?
5: I mean, either of those two I wouldn't be mad at if they got it. I mean, like, Christian's obviously a really good teammate of mine and um, he's, he's been an awesome defender this whole season and obviously Shay's. I've been, I've been a, a team out of Shay's over the last couple of years. So, I mean, either of those two would get it. I wouldn't be here. So, yeah.
0: Good on you, Hiram. Good luck on tomorrow night, but also on Monday night. Hopefully you do take home an award. And well done on your season. Thanks for joining us.
5: Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it.
2: If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise.